Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Pies podcast. Tights and Pies. So many podcasts try to imitate what we do. We do a podcast. Yes, I know. That's the old theme. That's the one I still work out to. Um, so sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the raddest woman on the Danet. Oh, that's good. Oh, good, good, good. Danielle Radford. And I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the E. Lindsay Nation Chamber, Lindsay Kelp. I have to start reading these before I read them on air. No, it's good. <laughs> Julian earned his money this week. Julian worked hard. Yeah, uh, Julian I respect it and I appreciate it and I want him to know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the names you come up with when it's six in the morning and you're walking your dog outside. I, I could only imagine. Like, wait, we gotta write that one down. I can never imagine that. Like, I, yeah. I will e. never know. Lindsay, Lin, e. Lindsay, e. Lindsay Nation Chamber. There we go. All right, we're good for this oh week. All right, so uh, Kelp, there was another show on the network this weekend, one of the last ones before we all move over to Peacock. I don't know but why. I can't <laughs> say Peacock without hearing the Katy Perry song, and I fucking hate that Katy Perry. Like, I hate it. <laughs> but every single time I turn on the app, I'm like, I want to see your Peacock. And I'm like, no, no. Not today. I don't want to see her Peacock. I don't want to see Russell Brand's Peacock. I don't want to see any Peacocks unless I expressly requested Peacocks. So it, it does upset me, but um, irrelevant, yeah. <laughs> no, that <laughs> is was very, a show. Uh, this is the show, Lindsay. I think people all know this. Uh, I'm still, I no spoilers, but I'm still wrung out from WandaVision this week, so. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, it's just... I can't go on the internet until after 7 p.m. this evening when oh I will finally gosh. be allowed to watch it for the sake of my marriage. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is what it good. is. Lindsay, you're I a good agreed. person. <laughs> I got health insurance. He gets me to wait to watch WandaVision. Like, I think it's a good deal. Guys, definitely look into marriage. Um, Yeah, it happened. Like, there was a show, right? Yeah. So that was this week. About, what is time? on the show. Um, first, we got to talk about the fact that there was not a women's chamber match, as Julian puts in the script. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was honestly confused. And I think it's actually... I want to say it's a compliment to WWE that I was so confused by the lack of women's representation on this show because I love a women's elimination chamber match. I want that. Yes. I love elimination chamber matches, so I absolutely want my women's matches, which are new. But then at the same time, I'm like, I do understand why there isn't one because they haven't built these storylines up very well. And Lacey mm. really has screwed everybody and her husband, one assumes, in getting pregnant because that's messed up their plans. So I guess if your chamber match is to assign a number one contender, you're in a difficult situation because the Oscar, Lacey, Charlotte storyline all got kind of confused. Mm. Bianca hasn't made her declaration yet, but I still just don't believe there wasn't a way to do it. Right. Right? Because right. the men's matches, it turned out, meant nothing. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you had two of them. Like I said, I think it's like the elimination chamber you can only use like twice and then it spontaneously combusts it just falls apart there. well then maybe they could have like not done the drew one and had drew have a different match and then have miss run in on that match. i don't know i'm just saying you had some options i'm just saying there could have been more than one women's match on the card and i'm saying let's stop putting 
title holders in tag team championship matches. Also, <laughs> there's a bunch of women who work there, you know, and like they're on TV. I've seen them. Uh, you know, just occasionally, just like you know, throw them in there for good yeah. luck, mostly. Just, I mean, I know they're on more than AEW, and like, I don't like to think that Vince has a tally blackboard. Where he's like, well, Dana Brooke's been on TV three times, which is three times more than Big Swole's been on TV. So I think we're good. Like, I, I know he's not doing that because that's too much work. Yeah, even Bailey on Twitter was like, here's the people that I want to do an Elimination Chamber match. And so yeah. I got hyped thinking like, oh, well, that must mean that like we're going to get one uh, yeah. because she's been tweeting that so hard. And then, no, it was just Bailey's firm belief that, uh, I, hello, uh, Elimination Chamber yeah. matches sound fun and I would like to do them with these Ding dong, people. hello. Put Ding me in the hello. chamber. Um, I just, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't have had one. And also the pay-per-view on the whole to me just felt like I enjoyed the matches that were on it, but it felt so light and it felt so short mm. that it took away some of the event nature of it to me. It didn't really feel like a spectacle. It just felt like a, did you see Raw and Smackdown? Do you fancy some more? Here it is. And that's not really what I'm going for with my pay-per-views. Yeah, because this is supposed to be one of the bigger ones. You can tell because they build things for it every year. They build things and they have it every year. It's not like Great Balls of Fire when, you know, who knows when we're going to get that back <laughs> soon. Please let it be soon. I, it just didn't hold my attention as a whole, the, the entire event. Um, and mm. I think part of that is because the main no Mania matches have really been set yet. I'm not super engaged and invested in the main roster at the moment. So maybe I would right. have felt more engaged with it. Like if I cared about what Riddle's doing. Um, you know, like it's that. I, I really cared about Bad Bunny. That was fun. Yeah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> like I care about that guy. He took his on SNL. That's dope. That I would have done the same amazing. thing. Absolutely. I, and I love that he held it on his knee like a child. <laughs> and wore it around his waist. Because he like really elevated, I felt. To have the matches which are routinely some of the most brutal matches of the year and then to just kind of blow them off into nothing felt kind of felt kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm on record as saying that like the Elimination Chamber isn't my favorite. It, it really does feel like one of those things where you get a bunch of people into the room and brainstorm and no ideas are wrong. And then your boss comes up with the idea that is like maybe the wrongest and that's the one that you go Fair. with. Because your boss I, I, did. I just always think of it as something where someone's definitely going to get hurt. Yes. It's like watching a, an America's Funniest Home Videos where someone's on a bike and you're like, oh, this is going to hurt. So it's funny. <laughs> um, which is why we're all terrible people. And it's not our fault. It's because we were brought up on America's Funniest Home Videos. We were told that was comedy as children. And then they wonder why we turned out the way we did. Blame Bob Saget. Yeah. Exactly. We also didn't have any Oscar. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, so that was I watch Carnachan TV, so I'm always getting some Oscar because that's the only way you can be guaranteed to see the WWE champion uh, is her YouTube channel, um, and I recommend that because she's delightful. It but yeah, can't do it enough. If she's cooking, go watch it. Yeah, it's absolutely. If she's spiralizing cabbage, get it <laughs> in <laughs> your eyes. It's still the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's so, just she's. So she has a crisis where she had too much cabbage and so she had to figure out creative ways yeah. to eat that cabbage. And she did because she's a creative woman. Um, I Yeah, they're not knowing what to do with Oscar whilst continually making her one of the most decorated women's champions of all time, of any promotion like yeah. ever. 
they still don't seem to know what to do. And it's like the fact they keep giving her titles and putting her in prominent positions means they know, right? Like they acknowledge what they have, but they don't know what to do with what they've got. Mm. Uh, and that is really, really out of order when they would rather have big blonde cans squared go off against each other forever to the point where one of them had to get pregnant to end the <laughs> end, the never-ending concentric circle spiral the Escher staircase of big blonde cans. I, I mean, I guess we're going to end up getting Oscar Charlotte and I guess we're going to end up Charlotte beating Oscar at Mania again. Mm. And it's going to break my heart. I mean, this is fantasy booking, which is not what we do, but it's obviously what we all do. Do um, it. Give her the book. I, yeah, I just, if it has to happen that way, I would rather Charlotte took it off her at Fastlane and I got Charlotte Rhea part two at Mania. Honestly, mm. I would rather that because uh, I would love for Rhea. We know Rhea's coming. That was my most exciting part of main roster wrestling this week was the Rhea promos. And the fact they're, fo- they're foreshadowing her and they're bringing her in pre-Mania suggests to me they are building her up for a Mania moment. And I think the Charlotte Rhea match was so great last year you could absolutely have Rhea take the belt off Oscar and then have Charlotte, uh, sorry, Charlotte take the belt off Oscar, have Charlotte say, there's no one here to challenge me. You know, Becky's out, blah, blah, blah. No one else is going to challenge me. And then have Rhea come out and be like, well, guess who's back? I'd like to challenge you again. And if you're that good, you'll face me again. And then honestly, I would put it on Rhea. I would say, thank you for your service, Charlotte. Would you like another eight months off? Uh, (laughs) She loves that. She loves doing that. So... That's what I would do. That's not necessarily what they would do. And that still leaves Oscar out in the cold, which is absolute nonsense because she's incredible and I love her. When you say Oscar out in the cold, I just picture her out in her rocks making her food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in her yard with her little barbecue grill. Yeah, oh, I yummy. love her. I want to go to Las Vegas and hang out with Oscar so bad. <laughs> so bad. I want to run into her at the food market. Um, so I guess we do want to talk a little bit about the one women's match that we did get. Um, Bianca Belair and Sasha, they lost their women's tag title match after Nia took advantage of the distraction from Reginald. Look, I like Reginald. I'm pro-Reginald. I'm, I am starting to tire of him interrupt, like having to do with our women's matches. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not like sick of it yet. But part of me is like, eventually this dude has to start wrestling dudes and not yeah. just like taking down our awesome women yeah. division, you know? Yeah. And he needs to get out of the way before it's actually relevant. You know, and like before it starts actually messing in important things, I don't want Sasha's title to defense to have a whiff of Reginald about it. No. I, I, I'm sorry. It's like it's not Ellsworth yet, but it it will get it will get Ellsworth. Um, and I mean, I say that with all due respect because back at the beginning, James Ellsworth was like a fantastic character, and then it all went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I need this all to be clean. I need it to be. I need. Bianca to pick Sasha. I need that done. I need it done. I need, I need it, it now. So bad. I need it so, like I my yep. pores need it to give me yeah. the fresh skin that I need. Seriously, this is it. I'm like I'm gonna start breaking out if I have to watch one more episode of SmackDown where she hasn't <laughs> declared. I need that match between those two fucking amazing athletes, uh, and I need it clean and I need it beautiful, and I need Reginald well away from it. I didn't care about this match because it didn't mean anything. Like, I knew they weren't going to win. And I say as much as we can ever know, it didn't mean anything to me. I do think Nia 
bless Onaya, Shayna, they're working so hard right now because oh they are God. trotting up and down across brands, showcasing that belt, trying their hardest to make it mean something, screaming about their hole. Shayna's <laughs> trying hard to keep a straight face, and, and it's it, they're doing they're doing a lot of work. Um, I just want the work to be meaningful for them, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait for the NXT. Uh, title defense because I think that is something where it finally matters and it's not just this week the tag team titles will be against Charlotte and someone and this week they'll be against Sasha Sasha and someone but Mm -hmm. no one else is coming to play and it's like oh okay Uh, so I'm ready for that to be over yeah I mean you got a bunch of ladies you got a whole bunch of ladies Um, but I'm pumped for the NXT title defense because got a good feeling about it yeah I think that's going to be dope um, so let's talk about the first chamber match of the night. Of course, it was Brian Brian Danielson, Danielle Radley. Uh, <laughs> we know you know who he is. God damn it, Daniel Bryan outlasted Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Corbin, and Sammy, only for Roman to immediately come out and beat him. Uh, so, what do you think about that match and that really short kind of sequence? So, so uh, I got very high pitched. I like I enjoyed the match. Um, I thought everyone looked really good. So I'm I'm really excited about Daniel Bryan's hair. I think mm. it's the hair that makes him Bryan Danielson. Because, you is. know, that haircut is the hair that's pimping watch SponCon on his Instagram, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a monster. He's a reality show star. But I thought he looked great and I thought his showing was great. <laughs> God damn it, monster's stuck in my head now. I know, I'm sorry. I've done that to everyone at home and I apologize <laughs> oh, to all of you. I have to get it out by soon. But you have to sing the song and you have to do the head shake that he did when he held the fists like he was a tiny toddler refusing to do a poop. Oh. Like you're like, I don't need to go, mommy. I don't need to go. Like you all know what I'm doing while I'm doing that. Oh, God, Which is why I mom. could never fully invest in that version of the character, even though I love him. I love him completely. Um, I thought he was great. I thought Cesaro was awesome. I'm loving this new Harder Edge Cesaro. I love the promo that he cut on one of the the talk show backstagey pre-show things i didn't see it at the time i saw it after the fact i I would have put it over but um i thought he was great when he's just like i've been here i've been here so long i'm doing it i don't do it for a reason i don't do it for belts i'm not doing it because i'm getting championship opportunities because i'm not i do it because it's what i love and i'm good at it and then i enjoyed the four seconds that i thought daniel bryan might tap roman out (laughs) 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 they were the most hopeful i've been in my house for 50 weeks today it is 50 weeks today since i last left and that was to record tights and fights with albert <laughs> and we had dan sinker on the show and it was in the max fun studios the last time i left my house to go anywhere to do a thing that i didn't like physically have to do they were the four most optimistic seconds of that entire 50 weeks <laughs> but i'm like oh my god he's got him oh my god he's got him um and then he had he hadn't got him and then he lost so I was like oh so that whole chamber was was for nothing really you could have built Kevin Boos up without an elimination chamber match but they already had it they already paid the elimination chamber company I'm just gonna assume that there's one company who just makes elimination chambers who else could they possibly have put in that chamber to to get their value out of it if they hadn't put in those men that you see every week on TV um (laughs) But no, I, I, I didn't, I, I enjoyed the match, but it didn't mean anything to me. 
Yeah, no, hard same. I'm still, Corbin is still on TV and that is great for him. I watched him on that Breaking Ground, the NXT reality show when yes. he was really like, why is this not working for me? Why am I not getting where I want to be? What? And so every week I'm like, please do him. But also he was a petulant brat on that show. Uh, I will never think forget he the deserved things. Right? He's like, I deserve things and I should have them. And I'm like, Ooh, that's not how it works around here, sir. So I can only assume his attitude has improved. I will just never get over the fact that Vince reportedly said he was giving him a push because the ladies love him. And I'm like, which ladies? <laughs> Show me the ladies. L-L-Cool bring me C. all ladies the ladies. Cool. <laughs> ladies love cool Corbin. I, bring me all the ladies. I'd like to sample. I'd like to ask a question of all of them. Every single one. Um, that's not a good enough reason for him to constantly be on my fucking television. <laughs> And then, and then, the, and then the, the match with the Roman that wasn't really fair because Brian had just done his little thing and he's tired. He's got two kids. He's so he's, sleepy. He's, he can't do two matches back to back anymore. He's not getting any younger. He keeps telling me that in promos. Are you not listening, Roman? Um, <laughs> and I know that plays into Roman's new slightly sneaky, cowardly heelishness yeah. where he's going to take advantage of a situation. And then we had, and then we had the, the surprise that wasn't really a surprise anymore. So... How did you feel about that surprise that wasn't really a surprise? I mean, it's fine. Right. <laughs> I should be more excited that Edge is going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but I'm like, oh, I wanted Drew. Like a baby. Like, I, I know that makes me a baby. I'm just a baby. No, sometimes you're a baby. And look, it's it's going to be a great match. Um, and I know that like I have come down hard on legends and part-timers coming in and doing matches, but... Uh, it doesn't account for Edge because I'm a fucking hypocrite. And <laughs> <laughs> we're all a hypocrite when it comes to Edge. I don't even think of him as a part timer. I think of him as someone who was sidelined by injury, mm-hmm. who in his heart is a full timer forever. Like I, the thing, the difference is the, the difference between a Lesnar and an Undertaker and a Goldberg. To me, they are older gentlemen, not so much Brock, but they are gentlemen who were there for a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. Like. They ultimately, if they said, come and do this for free, they wouldn't do it. No. If you said to Edge, come and do this for free, Edge, I feel it would be like, can I get my expenses covered? And then anyway, you're like, because I've got to pay the bills. Beth's yeah. going to get upset. But you know, like he would fully just be like, where do you want me? When do you want me? Can Christian come too? Yeah, like that would be the deal. Some kind yeah. of a plane with money. And then I Yeah, right. I mean, and he will land that plane. No, he won't. He'll jump off it. He'll jump off that plane. <laughs> he jumps off the and he'll throw the money out. But he'll give that money to good causes, you know? But I just feel like Edge's heart is so still in it. Yeah. Uh, that I fully believe him. Or maybe he's just an amazing actor. But I, it's got to be the heart thing. Because otherwise, why would you risk your actual neck? Your actual neck. Yeah. You only get one. Right. And then uh, we have like the final chamber match. Uh, Drew managed to retain his title over AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi, Randy, and Sheamus. Uh, but he still wound up losing that night because Miz catched in successfully for his second WWE title ever. Whenever I will say Kofi uh, talking shit during the whole run up to the Miz. One of if you didn't get a chance, if, if you weren't paying attention to that part, Kofi was so funny. Yeah. Kofi's great. I mean, Kofi's, I feel like Kofi has now moved into the period of his career where Kofi's there for a good time, not a long time, you yeah. know? Like, Kofi's just like, I don't know how long I've got. I'm I'm a Hall of Fame shoe-in. I've got my New Day t-shirt money. Let's have some good times. Didn't care about this match as much. And that's partly because I didn't care about the people in the match as much. 
And uh, the Seamus thing, I'm really losing patience with the but we've been best friends storylines because uh, I'm not enjoying it in NXT and I'm not enjoying it here because it's not necessary. You could just be like, we're both really good and I'm also an older gentleman and would like that <laughs> belt now, please. But no, they're best friends. It's 20 years of friendship between Seamus and Drew, you know, 20 years of friendship. I'm, 20 I'm, years. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 years. Uh, I don't know if they've mentioned it. And one's Irish and one's Scottish, and apparently that means something. It does so... to us because we don't know any better. <laughs> like they're completely different countries. They're not even the same landmass. Like I know it's like there is a connection, but it's like no. Um, anyway, Look, people see train spotting, they get all confused. <laughs> like that was Scotland. <laughs> I haven't watched that in such a long time. I must. I, I was sad for Drew. I was honestly really sad that that's the way Drew will end it. I've talked about this a bunch over the last few week, few weeks. I think Drew has done such a good job of holding that title, carrying mm. that title, even getting it back after a 24-hour layover, um, and making it mean something in a time when wrestling has been so hard, so mm. hard. Mm -hmm. And he's held it for such a long time, and he's worked just tirelessly. He brought in a sword. Oh, come on. Like, I mean... Swords and tanks. If you give me a sword, I want to see the sword win. Exactly. There's a weapon involved. And it just makes me really sad that this is how he's going to lose it so close to Mania. I, my first reaction was, hates it, obviously. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I hate this. I don't hate it because I think it's bad. I, I feel bad for Drew, who has done such solid work for such a long time to lose it in this way. But also, you know, he had to lose it eventually. I'm just, I'm sad it's not. I'd rather have the cash in at Mania, but. Yeah. Because I don't know what, I know, I guess we're going to have some Miz Lashley action, which I'm like, with all due respect, does zero for me. Does absolutely nothing for me. And I'm not sure how that's a Mania money match, you know? Where's that coming from? They, neither of those guys have swords. Neither of them. <laughs> No sword. I'm sorry. This is how we choose from now on. Have him do um, King Arthur and just plant the sword somewhere and whoever picks it up, yeah. then you get a title match. But I mean, no, so Miss has a Maurice, but it's, it's <laughs> she's, she's as sharp as a sword, but it, it's not the same. It's not, it's the, not same. the same. Um, so yeah, Miz is now the WWE champion. Yeah, that happened. I understand Miz and Mrs. is back like immediately after <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, um, so, yeah, not that that means anything at all. Mm. Um, not that they've ever tried to uh, take things and move them around on the rosters in order to um Never been done. Never been a, done. Uh, reality series. No. This is how you knew Daniel Bryan wasn't going to win because, like, Total Bellas is done, right? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, season's over. No belts for you, Daniel. I, and I say this again, like, all due respect to Miz. Like, I think yeah. Miz is one of the hardest working men on the roster. Everyone always says it. You even get those interviews where the wrestlers begrudgingly say it, where they're like, oh, I hate to say it, but the hardest working wrestler is Miz. Because <laughs> he, he is, like, you know, when does that man sleep? He gets up, he works out, he does press, he does reality TV, he does, he's on TV more often than not for the he, wrestling. He's still like, in Target he's, getting stuff to flip houses. He's still in Target flipping houses in the valley with Maurice. He's got a thousand children and 14 dogs. And I don't know. I mean, that man works so... And he's 40 now, right? Like, he is in his 40s. That man is working so hard. I don't begrudge him a moment of it. I'm just very curious to see the storytelling over the next six weeks. Right. 
And so we're not giving a whole lot of time to NXT this week. Is there anything that you saw from the show that deserves a shout out? For me, I'm shouting out Candice LeRae. Um, Always. I mean, I'm I'm literally repping Candice LeRae with my t-shirt right now. Like, I, I love them completely and everything that they do. That they, they, they were great. Indie's crush on Dexter Lumis was great. <laughs> call me, come yeah, on. Yeah, that was so, her face when they made eye contact was magical. I'm really enjoying the Xia Li stuff still. Yeah. I think she's badass. Take the sequins off the gear. The, the sequins are wrong, but the gear is fantastic. She looks amazing. The murdering people is great. She murdered Casey Catanzaro this week. She killed yeah. her dead. She yeah. killed her stone dead, broke her arm, took her out the match and then kicked her head off. Shades of old Oscar, you know, kicking yes. heads off. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love to see it. Can't wait to see her do the same to Caden Carter next week. Kick her head off. Kick everybody's heads off. Yes. Just ditch the we were friends storyline, which literally has never, ever been referenced ever before. Because you weren't claiming her when she was losing and breaking Aaliyah's nose, were you? No. Nope. Obviously, Adam Cole, oh. all day, all night, 24-7, 365, just... Give me, 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 give me. Have you guys seen that famous, I think it's from Baby Boy, that famous gif where T.I. goes and rips the chain off of like a girl. That's usually the only part of the gif that you see. That was all I could think of. And I think it's all he could think of too. I don't think he's a stranger to gifs. He knows. He's well-versed. No, I loved it. I loved that they played it as a breakup that they genuinely they they and that's when wrestling is brilliant to me when you see stuff that like might not be the first inspiration that you're supposed to see because right. it's like two best friends in a faction who have meant so much to them like no they played that straight up like a breakup but it was like it was my fault no it was my fault i still love you i still love you <sighs> And it's like, oh, we're both on our knees holding each other forehead to forehead saying, how can we ever get past this? We will because we love each other and that's all that matters. And the second Roddy got to his feet, I'm like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're my brother. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Straight in with the low blow. My favorite one where it fists all the way up the bum. Uh, And I, oh yeah, magical, magical. Poor Finn, please stop kicking Finn in the face. That's the only proviso I want to put on this. Did you see that he's lost some feeling in his precious face? Oh. That makes me so sad. How will he know when I do kisses on him? He won't. You have to to, be strategic and put the kisses in other places. That's true. And obviously these kisses will be consensual, so he will know they're coming. Yes. But I, I want him to, like, you know, feel the sweet kisses. Well, maybe it will come back, because I lost feeling in my nose when I had my nose operation, and it eventually came back. So maybe it will come back. But stop kicking him in the face. Yeah, y'all got to stop kicking him in the face now. You know, like, you can't put it together a thousand times. You can only repair it so many times, and it's such a lovely <laughs> face. Just always NXT. Give me, give me, Give me it all. Give me it all. So if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about how former WWE wrestlers are doing since they left for more supposedly elite pastures. Up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? (laughs) 
In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who? Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. Yay! All right, Yay. it's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Oh! Holy shit! It just gets more beautiful every time. Every time every you add time. something new on, it's just... It's pleasant. Uh, speaking of any time, oh, there we go. I got one. Anytime a new promotion rises up, it's always safe to bet the WWE's underused or recently fired talent will see if there's more money and opportunity to be had. And despite Cody saying that there weren't many WWE guys that they were interested in for AEW, there's a lot of WWE guys in AEW. <laughs> some. <laughs> Just there are some. Yep. There are some. So let's start with the new addition to this bunch. Briefly, we got the big show now going by his real name, Paul White. Um, How did Jello react to the announcement that he'd be a commentator and an occasional wrestler? Uh, I was genuinely shocked. Yeah. Uh, This is one that it doesn't happen very often, but I'm like, oh, Uh, and immediately screen grabbed it and sent it to the group chat because (laughs) that's where it belongs. I was surprised at this one because it's not that long since he was on WWE TV. It's not that long since he had a sitcom uh, on Netflix as the big, big show. The Big Show Show. The Big big Show Show. show, Right? The Big Show Show, uh, which I hear was cute, but I also hear underperformed. So, you know, like, that's not, that's not, I can blame Vince for, like, a lot of stuff. Not that one. Uh, So, you know, but he had his sitcom, and, you know, he's come in and he's come out, and he has turned heel and face more times than I have had hot dinners, and I have had so many hot dinners. (laughs) But this was a shock. This was a big surprise to me, mostly because this means he has... I mean, to me, as far as I can see right now, that means you're just like, peace out, WWE, we're done. Right. Like, I don't know how you come back at this stage in your career. Uh, Is Big Show in the Hall of Fame? It's not, right? Uh, No, No. he's not. And like, that seemed like the next step. And I I mean, I know the Legends contract is not especially lucrative. Right. uh, And not, doesn't have a big guarantee on it. But this just seemed like a bold move to be like, I'm walking away. Because I can't imagine a world with AEW and WWE competitiveness being what it is, where he couldn't pick up the phone to Triple H and be like, they've offered me a commentator gig. What can you offer me? You know, like, I just don't believe that's a thing. Um, But I also don't know who Big Show's best friends are. You know, I don't know who in the industry was like, come over here. It's a great time if you're a white guy who swift WWE and you will enjoy it and get a huge paycheck and you can do what you want because how much money must they be offering him when his official job role right now is what commentator on his on their third show. He's going right. to commentate on the new upcoming Monday night YouTube show. 
which they could not start in time to showcase the women's tournament, but they could... Anyway, that's the kind of job I would expect to go to, like, one of us, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't mean that as an insult. It's just like, oh, you're going to be the commentator on the third tier. It's like being the main event commentator, and it's only right. on YouTube. And then I guess they'll, I assume they'll make him manage someone because that's what they do when you used to work at wwe you got to go manage someone there's got to be someone left who needs a manager right yeah you got to take a couple of bumps a year you got to manage a random person um either someone i imagine very tall or very little because that's how wrestling physics works (laughs) there are no in-between people no no if you are a big person you either have to manage another big person or a very small person there's there's no in-between you can't have an averagely heighted uh, an average height person yeah it was a really big shock to me and at first i was definitely like they're not gonna they're not show's not gonna wrestle right because that's all i had heard when i first like heard that it was happening yeah and The commentary is the thing that makes me way more interested because, like, dude's got so much experience. He was always great doing guest commentary. Yeah. I mean, he's a good enough actor that they did give him a show show. Mm-hmm. So um, I am in just such deep knowledge of the industry. Um, I am excited to hear him uh, do commentary. And it would be great if eventually he worked up to doing the main show. Yes. I think that, that could be very cool. I'm super into it. Like, I'm, I'm really pleased for him. It's the reasoning behind it that right. I find so fascinating. Yeah, that was a super shock. Um, now, this was not as much of a shock. We all saw this coming. Um, for a guy who seemed most desperate to get out from under the McMahon umbrella, Cody Rhodes. Uh, so what did you think about him in WWE? And how do you think he's doing as far as his, like, talent slash figurehead thing is going? I mean, if you if you judge how well he's doing by how many Louboutins and Gucci items he's possessing, then he's doing very well. Um, you know, spend it now, make more later. I've, mm. I've always liked Cody. I've always enjoyed Cody's work. I liked Legacy. That was kind of when I came back to wrestling. Legacy was the thing. Um, and I liked Stardust. So whatever the issues with Stardust were, it was genius when it started out. When he yes. was like, oh, I'm going to figure this out, brother. I'm going to stop letting you down. It's like, oh, my God, I did not see this coming. This is magical. Um, and then when he left, I could understand why he left. I, I, I think it's incredible. I think what he has achieved is incredible. I think his vision and his business acumen and his knowledge of the business and his desire to excel have just pushed this so much farther than any of us could have imagined. Mm. Um, I think some, you know, it's well noted and well documented that some of the most tenured wrestling journalists, she says in inverted commas, uh, said that this would not work and said that indie shows could not achieve what they have achieved. Uh, And Cody is a big driving force behind that. But like, you know, never let us forget that it's, he's driving the bus, but the bus is powered by billions of dollars yes uh, which belonged to tony khan uh you know ceo head of creative general manager i like to give him his full and proper title so we know who to blame for things i do think there is still that disconnect and this is for me i've talked about it before and it's just personally for me i have a really hard time suspending my disbelief with cody hmm. between his 
exec role and his on-screen role in a way that I, right? And in a way that I don't for the McMahon family. And that's weird because I see Stephanie on screen. I'm like, boo, Stephanie, boo, you're a baddie, boo. (laughs) Um, And then I see her presenting brand presentations and I absolutely accept it. But I think with Cody, there's, I think there's such a clear demarcation with the McMahons that their on-screen character is such a pantomime villain. They're always that, apart from Mm. Shane, who weirdly gets boy king tweener status because so many viewers now grew up with him being there like yeah we love you shane shane O'Mac jumps on things show Um, us your feet we want to see your shoes (laughs) yeah i need to judge his jeans and i think with cody it's like cody still cody still needs you to love him when Mm. cody and brandy realize they're the villains of the piece on tv it will be such a magical day and i think they will just level up because you can't be the head of the company and be, there's no such thing as a good billionaire. You can't be mm. a good guy and run the company. And I think that with going back to what you said about um, the McMahons, I think it's just like, at least for us, um, they have been doing their role as both for so long. So long. That you, th- that definitely contributes to like, you know, the first time we see Stephanie, we don't see Stephanie as like a corporate whatever. Like we see Stephanie, you know, being kidnapped by the Undertaker. Um, so it's... <laughs> but, you know, so we see those things and you're absolutely right with Cody. I think it's because like we all followed... Um, a lot of us were way more interested in the Cody that is on the Indies than the yeah. Cody that was in um, that was on WWE. And so watching his journey, like his underdog journey is yeah. for a lot of us getting to build AEW. Yeah. That's the underdog. Like yeah. that's the like, holy crap, look at what their numbers are doing. Like that's what yeah. that is. And it, yeah, you're right. It's so hard to separate that from... Then he comes into the middle of the ring and he's also, it, it just doesn't. You just can't be Gucci loafers yeah. and a like tailored three-piece suit staring earnestly into the camera and asking me to trust you. Like, is it, there's just a disconnect with it. I just think babyface Cody does not work. Give me heel Cody, give it me and make it work forever because it's going to be so good. It's Whether he likes so it or good. not, he's going to be so good at it. Brandy as a heel, I'm sorry, like that's what I want to see. Yeah, I, that's what everyone wants to see. But some people have a thin skin, and I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if they're ready to take on what that means and all that that entails. Right. Um, so on the flip side, we've got one of Cody's first feuds was with Sean Spears, formerly known as Ty Dillinger. Um, do you have strong opinions about him as ten 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 in WWE? And why do you think he struggled to get anything going again in AEW? I enjoyed a 10. You I know. enjoyed the t- I like making the thing with my hands. Yeah. Wrestling Give me fans something to do with my hands. love making the thing with their hands and they love saying easy to repeat stuff. So that's how to get yourself over. Come up with something, come up with a yes, come up with a what, come up with a 10. It, it, it's genius. I didn't have strong feelings which I think was largely why he left, because I don't think any of us had strong feelings, including the people that worked there. And when he came over, he was one of the first people over, right? He was right in that beginning class. He was one of the people where you were like, yeah, he never got his due, so I'm excited to see him get his due. But he, to me, exemplifies the person who comes over, who comes over with a chip on their shoulder, thinking Mm. they were badly managed and 
mishandled and that they can do better themselves. And now it maybe kind of turns out that you couldn't. And that's not saying you're not good. I think he's a really good wrestler. Mm -hmm. I think he has a lot of potential. But no one has been able to translate it fully, including himself. Yeah, I will say that for everyone that comes over, and I've said this before, I feel like I want to know your backstory and all that stuff, but I am kind of over people talking about like, you know, they didn't appreciate me, yep. so I came here. And it's like, well, we can kind of read between the lines if you came here. And it's different if it's like, if it's a podcast and you're like, you know, spilling your guts, like on yep. a podcast as yourself, then like, yeah, do that shit. Like that, I'll listen to that. It but can't like, be everyone's character. It can't be everyone's character. You can't have 10 guys in there who all have the chip on their shoulder, who yep. all could have been done better by another company. It's too many. The seam of bitterness that runs through AEW, despite the fact it's a spite store, you know, it's Latte Larry's, AEW was created out of spite. And it's like when something is born of something, that will always be in it and it will take decades to change it. And there is just that seam of bitterness and spite and I'm going to prove you wrong which I'm going to prove you wrong can be a really powerful motivator to do yes. incredible things, but it can also drag you down like an anchor around your neck. It can really just turn people off if you can't back it up. Yes. I'm going to prove you wrong has to be backed up. And there is just so much spite and bitterness and resentment in the AW men's roster from everyone they've brought over that I just don't, I don't want it in my life. Like it's negativity that I don't want to feel. Like I want to see Jungle Boy be amazing right. and talented and up with people, you know? <laughs> like I don't want to see Miro rattling on again about how he wasn't treated right. I, it's not what I'm there for. Well, I know like, that. Next. You can't, yeah, you can't punch the... That's the thing is like when you bring stuff like that up, I want it to be you guys haven't been doing it for me. Like yeah. You guys haven't been like you talk to Cody or want someone else as a manager, because to me, it's just like fighting air or yeah. those cliche, those like gifts where it's like somebody arguing to themselves. Yeah. Because like it's not being answered. And it's like if you get in the middle of the ring and you say I wasn't used properly, I'm going to get used now. It's like, OK, so you're building a feud with a different company. I need you to build a feud here. You're building a feud with a 70 year old man who doesn't give a shit. So mm. like don't <laughs> like basically don't. Everyone likes to dunk on Vince. He's a terrible person. We all enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. But like time and a place and you've got a limited number. And it's a very limited number. And it's also shared between all of you. You don't all get like an unlimited number of Vince dunks. It's tiresome. Let go. That I think that's how AEW moves forward is just to let go of this and stop mm. hiring your friends. Stop hiring old white men. And, and you said eight people. You said eight people. It's been so many more than eight people. <laughs> and you didn't even name the eight people. So even if you had eight people now, I wouldn't know that they were the eight people you said you would hire in the first place. You're a liar. You're a liar, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I, a liar, I call thee. <laughs> like, it makes me really mad. Jacques. Jacques. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up this look at the artist formerly known as WWE stars. We're going to talk about the one uh, who everybody was arguably more most excited about leaving, and that's John Mox, um, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. So, Lindsay, 
As someone who thought Dean was a very rude individual, that's not the word I used. That's not the word I used, Julian. (laughs) I figured you would use it for me. (laughs) I shan't, uh, because some people listen to us in the car with their children. Uh, But I, 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 what the hell is wrong with those people? (laughs) I, I mean, their children need to learn important things too. Oh, I've been teaching a lot. I gotta look. Do as I say, do as I say, not as I do. You know, like that's, except not because this is a podcast. Yeah, because I'm literally saying it and doing it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do what your parents tell you to do and don't listen to my swears. I'm an adult woman and and my mother's dead. So like, it's fine. (laughs) But anyway, um, I I didn't enjoy John Moxley. I didn't enjoy Dean Ambrose as a human. When I met him, he was extremely rude. I didn't especially enjoy Dean Ambrose as a character because I don't, love the wacky while you do that fucking stupid Bugs Bunny bounce off the ropes which genuinely put my blood pressure up every time I see him do it um but I do think it works better with the Moxley edge because it's less he's wacky and crazy and more like he's gonna fucking kill you right and I even think bringing his real life into it works here because we know he's married to Renee we know he lives in Vegas and he has a real life and a baby on the way he's talked about all those things but they don't detract from the fact that he'd still like to kill you if he could because he's not killing people like for fun it's his it's his job he's very open about it right he's like I don't want to have to kill you but I will fucking kill you uh (laughs) get out my way like and I I prefer that character and to the nth degree but I could do with fewer shenanigans matches I don't need fluorescent tubes in a trash can on a thumbtack on a pole but the pole is barbed wire and the barbed wire is electrified and the electric comes from eels in a cage below you that also has sharks in it match. I don't need that. No, those were like his old school days. He can be dangerous without barbed wire. Like I insist it's possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he sells it. His promos are so good. His his threat level is so high. You don't need a, a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks are all sharks. Like, it's not necessary. Okay, hold on. Yes, we do. Well, we need that, but maybe, <laughs> maybe not with marks. Maybe and that Mox. does feel like more of a raw gimmick. Like, that does feel like more of a raw... A raw um, maybe for the next Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. But I, I think he has been such a success because he, more than anyone else that's gone forward, has let go of the baggage of WWE and is living his most authentic life uh, and I think that comes through. I just honestly do think that comes through. For sure. All right. So, oh, we've reached the end of this. I know that because I see a pink icon uh, erasing things. Uh, <laughs> if you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We have the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Titan Fight. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but 
mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together, we're the majority. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. Hooray! This week we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. All right, Lindsay Kelk, what would you like to put over? I would like to put over some free wrestling on YouTube, uh, which we all enjoy. As a nice segue into that, it's from Enjoy Wrestling. Uh, and they're having a tournament, uh, which is very exciting. You can check it out on YouTube. Just look for Enjoy Wrestling. It's called Canned Heat, but I can't call it that because I hate that Jamiroquai song so much. I apologize to anyone who's singing it in their head right now. There were two matches in each episode. They're like 25 minutes long, so it's perfectly bite-sized wrestling episode it's so well done it's so professional effie is on commentary i've completely Mm. forgotten the name of the other gentleman on commentary and i apologize i will correct that myself when i retweet it but it's so 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 professionally well done beautiful production it's obviously super safe there's no one there so you don't have to watch it and feel bad about yourself you can watch it and actually enjoy the wrestling both matches this week were really great but i particularly enjoyed the intergender match between willow nightingale and mv young super 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 fun MV Young's coming out to the Divinals I Touch Myself, which is my karaoke song, which is not the only reason I liked it, but it, it did help. It <laughs> did help. And I'm really excited to watch next week's. Now that the big people expect us to go and find our wrestling on YouTube, while you're there, go and watch an independent promotion that really deserves it and uh, needs your views and also putting on really good shows. So Enjoy Wrestling. You can find them on Twitter at, um, at Enjoy Wrestle. Uh, and that will link you through to YouTube. Or you can just check uh, Enjoy Wrestling Canned Heat on YouTube and you'll find it. That's awesome. Julian, uh, what would you like to put over? Uh, I'm going to put over Bad Bunny ah. on SNL, rocking his 24-7 championship. And I'm going to put it over because I want like everybody who got very mad, very, very, very mad that Bad Bunny would dare besmirch the brilliant time of wrestling right now and and invade them with his celebrity presence. I'm like, guys, first of all, it's not like he wasn't, he was in a a WWE title match, like calm down. He was basically just doing sideshow stuff, doing silly things with like Booker T to like add some publicity to it. And you guys don't understand how freaking huge of a deal Bad Bunny is. Like he is too good to be doing. He's not a washed up dude who just came up because he wanted to promote a TV show on E or something. This guy is a big freaking deal, especially in Latin America. Mm -hmm. He's been a celebrity guest who I think has done the right thing of like not interfering with major storylines. He's given the rub to Damien, uh, Damien, Priest, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I almost said Sandow and I knew that's yeah. not right. <laughs> if only. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I like the Puerto Rican connection between him and Priest. Like, that's that's cool. Right. And I love him taking the title. And actually, I saw a lot of people afterwards saying, like, wait, is that like a it's is that a wrestling title? Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know Bad Bunny was doing wrestling stuff. And they immediately went and looked him up on YouTube probably to see what he was doing in wrestling. So it's been a good celebrity cameo, Bad Bunny. 
I hope you keep that title for at least until WrestleMania. I mean, come on. I was going to put this over because the only reason I was going to put it over because all the way through SNL, I was expecting Che and Jost (laughs) to try and do a cash-in. Because I'm like, there's a WWE connection here. Like, we have people who have been on WrestleMania hosting the weekly news. So I'm like, uh, can we please have a cash-in on Bad Bunny on SNL and bring everything beautifully into the NBC Universal family? I was sad that it And they said only one of you gets a role at a time, not the rest (laughs) of you. It's true. But, um, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Julia, for putting that over so I could put over the other thing. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Thanks for putting that over. That was so much fun. Um, As for me, I am putting over um, Big E from WWE, as you know, um, is doing a Kickstarter for a new thing called Our Heroes Rock, um, which is like basically taking the style and the idea of Schoolhouse Rock and applying it to accessible, like, Black history. Um, here's a little bit of him talking about it. My name is Atori Nguyen, and you may know me as Biggie from the WWE, and I couldn't be more excited to tell you about a project that I'm working on called Our Heroes Rock. Our Heroes Rock. It's a way of looking at black history through the lens of the future. It's educational, but it's fun primarily. If I had something like that as a kid, I would have flipped for it. That's kind of what I envision this project as being for kids. It's something that was fun and engaging using animation, using hip hop. All right, so there you go. Go and support if you're able to support, even just like a retweet or something. I was not paid for this. I just think that it's a really cool thing and a great way to um, to use your use your 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 power for good and that does it for this episode of tights and fights this week your host for lindsay Kelp, along with me danielle radford uh there is a dog going into julian's room and i'm obsessed uh just ran like a freaking comet right into this room yeah it was amazing uh is it does anyone have anything else they want the audience to know about no books and stuff (laughs) (laughs) books and stuff books and stuff what about you danielle um, you know, still the same thing. Still doing those honest trailers. You can watch them if you want to know what I'm up to. You can check me out at uh, Danielle Radford on Twitter and Danielle underscore Radford on Insta, which I think I'm actually, I've learned how to do full body pics. So maybe I'll start doing some of that outfit of the day yeah. stuff that the kids seem to be so into. Uh, Julian, you got anything? Uh, not a ton. I'm probably going to start up doing more Discord stuff soon, so if you guys ever want to play Mario Kart, play Smash Brothers, play Splatoon, because I just got into Splatoon, you guys can hit me up on there. I just reacted to all the Pokemon news with a bunch of people this morning, and that was fun. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, I actually, uh, I don't really fucks with McDonald's, but I did order a Happy Meal just so I could get the, the, the Pokemon cards. I was going to, but then I realized they became scalper market items, and I was never going to see them. Oh, yeah. No, mine still had some. I haven't even opened the pack yet, because I might, like, record that. Um, nice. <laughs> but producer Julian Burrell also wants that vaccine in his veins already. You and me both, brother. It's so close and so far. It's so close and so far. Please just buy my birthday. Um, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, share us with all of your friends. And thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. Seriously, we could not do this without all of you. Hey, if you like shirts, we have a t-shirt. Go buy our t-shirt. And the more of those that we sell... 
um, we can be- opens the door to other kinds of merch. So if you like the shirts, buy the shirts. And we will be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.